Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we, we are, are concerned, concerned about trouble government. government. There's There's Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news, news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish and publish the same stories without checking facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that free speech is dangerous to our democracy? Hello. Amen. Praise God. God is good. I got so many places to go. So many places to go. Pray for me this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As you saw there, that is actually a conservative um, news corporation that controls, I think, largely probably 60 to 70 percent of the um, various uh, news organizations around the country. That is not a liberal organization. That is a conservative conservative organization. One thing that you have to understand if you're going to be able to reign in the system of the beast, and that's what we're talking about, learning to reign in the system of the beast because we're called to reign in life. Now we understand that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but the world system is the devil's. And we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Amen? We overcome the world, the system, with our faith. Amen? Right. Hallelujah. So we have to understand when we're learning to reign in the system of the beast is that the devil plays all sides. There's not a definitive side that you can look at and say, oh, that's where the enemy is. The enemy plays all sides, and that's the reason why you and I need to be new creation, spirit-led people of God that are not moved by what we see nor what we hear, but by what we believe. See, this is not a de just a devotional book. This is not something that you just pull out whenever you're having a rough day. This is not somewhere where you can just get some little good word, little pick-me-up. This is a software. This is a lens 
by which we are called to see the world. It is the only way that you're going to be able to see into the realm of the spirit is through the word of God. The word of God gives us the information. It is the truth by which we live our lives and we must be one with the word. He said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done. Amen. Amen. And so as we look at, at certain things, uh, I want us to look at a scripture here uh, in, in concert with just the video that we just saw. And it's something that I've taught you many times and I just b- believe that it bears repeating. And uh, it's vitally important that we understand this, but it's found in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, it's, it's, you're being duped. You're being played. Amen? Amen? You need to understand that when it comes to television, it's tell a vision. They call it programming for a reason. Come on now. How many realize that in the 90s when you had Friends and Seinfeld... Everybody became a smart aleck. Everybody became sardonic and sarcastic and, and negative and stuff like that. And they were making fun of everything. That's programming. That's social programming. We see it as innocent, just simple, innocent entertainment. But in all actuality, we mimic what we see. Oh, I don't know. You're ready for that. I don't know. Come on, we, we mimic what we see. So what you put before you changes you. Now, the principles found in the Old Testament. How many remember Jacob? Jacob was under his father-in-law, you know, Laban. And uh, Laban was kind of a crook. But guess what? Jacob was kind of a crook too. Come on. And so he decided that uh, in order to change his fortunes and get out from under Laban, because he'd been tricked in marrying a daughter he didn't want and, you know, and things of that nature, so he was kind of tricked. So he decides, he comes up with an idea, God gives him the idea, of every time the flocks that he was over would come in to water and to be fed, he, he basically took these uh, reeds or these uh, uh, sticks and he he would carve into them and put them before the troughs and so every time that the animals would mate they would look at something they would look at these these sticks these these things sticking up out of the ground and basically something happened that caused them to be spotted and speckled which is what Laban agreed to give to Jacob uh, as the flocks began to expand and grow well guess what every one of them started becoming <laughs> Because they became what they saw. And I hate to tell you this because people don't like hearing this. Because, you know, back a few years back in social media, back in uh, the old Facebook days, you know, uh, back when it wasn't criminally insane. But, um, you know, they had this thing. What is your spirit animal or what animal are you? How many remember that? What animal are you? And you'd, you know, you'd answer a few questions or do it and, you know, you'd wait and you'd see that little ticker go in there and you said, 
and you think, I want to be that lion. I want to be that shark. I want to be that this. But guess what? When it comes to God, you're a sheep. Hello? You're not a lion. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You're not a majestic elk. You are a sheep. And sheep don't have very many teeth. And their little hooves cannot protect them from anything. The sheep is one of the most dependent creatures in nature. And God says in the book of Ezekiel, you are my sheep, my human sheep. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. Hello? He didn't say the Lord is my cattleman. The Lord is my cowboy. That's not what it says. It says the Lord is my shepherd. And sheep are dependent upon a shepherd. And the only way you're going to live in the system of the beast and overcome in the system of the beast is realize that you are dependent upon a Savior. You're dependent upon a Lord. The more independent you act, the more you'll be immersed in the system and overcome by the system. Amen? Notice what it says. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 12. It says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people, the actual um, King James says evil seducers, and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. How many realize that we are in swimming in deception today? How many realize that... 2020 showed us how deep we were in. How many realized that the church was not ready for what they were seeing? Because the church was not equipped with supernatural, you know, teaching about the word of God. Amen. And it says that imposters, evil seducers and imposters will go on from, from bad to worse. So it's not going to get any better, guys. Now, when you look up that word imposters in the Greek, it means actor, magician. Every person that was transcribing that transcription that was given out to all of those stations around this nation to preach against what they called false news or fake news are wannabe actors. They're reading a script. Hello. Come on now. We're talking about, you know, people say, well, you know, we're not into conspiracy theories. You know, no, I'm not into conspiracy theories. I'm just into those that are true. Amen. But you've got to understand where media comes from. Let me see here. All right, right here. Media comes from a goddess by the name of Medea. That's where the word comes from. It's where we get the word medium. It's where we get the word media from. And media is the goddess of what? Illusion. Amen? 
So not everything is what it seems. Not everything is what it seems, guys. So what you're listening to, what you're perceiving, and what's coming through is not necessarily what is real. That there is sleight of hand that is going on and that there is conspiracy happening all around us. Amen? Now let me give you an illustration of that, okay? Joe, would you come up here? And would you come up here and get right here at the top? Uh, right here. Okay? So in order to understand what a conspiracy is, a conspiracy is an agreement between two or more people or two or more entities to commit a crime or perform a wrongful or sinister act. It means to contrive a plot, which requires several people to make it happen. Now, if you believe Ephesians 6.12, how many believe the Bible? Okay, Ephesians 6.12. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places... That means this, there is something that is unseen that is controlling the seen realm. So therefore, there is conspiracy going on. Now, regardless of whether you believe that Elvis is still alive or John F. Kennedy Jr. is going to show up and run for president, I don't know. That's really not my where I'm going with this. And we can't get over in that. What I'm showing you is that there is a spiritual conspiracy that is giving birth to a physical conspiracy to bring about a new world order, a one world government. We're going to talk about that. And I'm going to show you that there are agents that are conspiring against human people like you and I. Coming against humanity. Amen? And so we have here the first major conspirator here. Now, I'm not saying this personally, but this is Satan, okay? All right? This is... This is I, <laughs> okay? He has an agenda. He wants to overthrow God. He wants to overthrow the creation of God. He wants to control the nations of the world and has sought that from the very beginning. He said, I will ascend above the stars of God. I will set my throne above the most high. I will be like the most high. So he has an agenda. Well, guess what? He has other agents that follow him known as the fallen angels. And the fallen angels, as we'll see later in our lessons, are basically the gods of the nations. Okay, they are the little g gods of the nations. And so they rule, you see, you, you see this in, the, in, the, uh, in Daniel, to where you had the prince of Persia and you had the prince of Grecia in their beginning to come together. We were, Karen and I were watching a... Uh, thing on Alexander the Great, and you began to see how Alexander the Great, the great Greek king, went against Persia. And Persia, and you can tell there was supernatural involvement in what they were doing because he faced armies that were five times bigger than his. 
And he defeated them. Why? Because he had a covering. He had a shadow over him. And when these shades, which is basically a biblical term, which shows spiritual influence and empowerment. And that's the reason why we abide under the shade of the Most High. Come on now. Okay. So we have Satan and his fallen angels. But then we have ground troops. Patrick, come up here. We have ground troops. No better representation of a demon. (laughs) Could you move right here in the middle here? Okay. So over here, let's let's go right here, right here. Okay, over there, yeah. Okay, so we have demonic agents. Now we'll find out later as we go through this where demons come from. Demons are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim of the Old Testament. Okay, they are not created beings. They are hybrid beings that were not created by God, but created by fallen angels and human women. And when God judged the world in a flood, they lost their physical bodies and became sh- uh, shadowy, you know, um, how many wraiths. Uh, you know, like, like in, in Tolkien, you know, the ring race. They, they have no body. They can't experience life in the physical world. So they have to inhabit people in order to receive what they desire. Okay? So they are ground troops that are under, you see, the auspices of the fallen angels, which are the gods of the nations, and Satan himself. But then... Kirby, come up here. Right here. We have what is known as human agents. Do you understand this? This is a conspiracy. This is a conspiracy. This is the conspiracy. Okay? So people say, well, you just wear those tinfoil hats and you're just about this... No, I'm telling you that if I believe Ephesians 6.12, I can no longer believe in accidental history. The Jews have a saying that coincidence is not kosher. And they don't believe in coincidence. Okay? So we have human agents that are in league with demonic spirits and also the agenda of the wicked one. The Bible says in the fifth chapter of 1 John and verse number 19, it says, We know we have been born of God, but the whole world, how much of the world? The word world is the word cosmos, it's the system. It's not the earth. Cows are not trying to oppress you. Unless you eat too many of them. Grass, land, birds, beautiful air, the creation is not trying to hold you in bondage. But the system that is overshadowing it is financial, religious, economic, political. They're all there created by the wicked one, to enslave humanity and to blind them from the truth of the gospel. Amen? 
And so we have human agents, and I'm not going to name any human agents. You kind of can get an idea of who they are. They're people that are under the influence of demons and under the influence of the fallen angels and of Satan himself. Now, you've been hearing this word a lot, and we're just having a conversation here. Is that all right? See, people get offended when we start talking about COVID and we start talking about, you know, various things that have been happening over the last years. We just got a thin skin. And we've got to have open and honest communication about these things. We've got to pull back the veil and see them from a biblical lens and stop being offended whether we got the shot or whether we didn't get the shot. That's not the problem. Come on now. That's not the issue. The issue is, is there something nefarious? Is there a conspiracy that's going on since the foundation, you know, since the foundation of humanity? Is it going on? And how is it manifesting in our time, in our day? And I'm here to tell you, it's real. And you need to walk in wisdom and walk by the Spirit of God in order to walk in an overcoming way. Amen? Amen. And so here you have Luciferian elitist. That's what they call themselves, Luciferians. And they're in all aspects of our culture. All aspects of society. You usually see them doing this. Have you seen sports stars do this? Have you seen actors and politicians do this? Have you seen them do this? See, these aren't just cool little... These are signs. These are saying they're showing you who they are. Because here's something you've got to learn about the devil. The devil hides things in plain sight. Because he doesn't get glory unless he lets you know he's the one that's doing it. This is 666. Okay, you got the eye of Osiris. You got the one eye. You got the triangle eye. It's on the back of your money, for goodness sake. Amen? They're showing you their cards, and they've been showing it to you. How else can people that have committed atrocious crimes against our nation and against the world are still free today when if you mess up on your tax return? Hello? We've got, now listen, I'm not here preaching Trump. And I'm not here preaching Biden. I'm not preaching any of it. I've told you what I believe about the right and the left. It's a, it's a ruse. It's a deception. How, do you, how should I vote, Pastor? You should vote being led by the Holy Spirit of God. And what the Word of God says, and the candidate that's closer to that, that's what you need to go with. And it doesn't matter because the right and left paradigm is an illusion that makes you think you have freedom of choice. 
But I'm here to tell you, my friends, I voted for Republicans. I voted for W. And I saw nothing from W. Okay. I saw someone that's on the same side as Obama. Because they're in it together. Come on now. Wake up. All right. They're all in it together. They're trying to create the great global reset, the new world order. And it's not something that's happened in the last five years. It's something that's happened since the Tower of Babel. And man has tried to push the Antichrist agenda and the Antichrist system into play and, 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 and sped it up. So it can somehow thwart the coming of Christ. But I'm here to tell you. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Has the authority. We are the ecclesia. We are. He that withholdeth. We are the restrainer. And they want to get us out of the way. And the rapture's going to be a good day for them. Come on now. Because they want this plot to come to fruition. There are human agents that give their souls to be able to bring to pass what Lucifer wants. The same thing that Lucifer offered to Jesus is the same thing that he offers to these human agents. He said, the power and the glory of all the kingdoms of the world are mine. I give it to whomever I please. And that, my friend, is the agenda that is going on here. A life irrespective of God. Nations of people brought together in one world that are opposed to almighty God. That's what they want. That's what they desire. Make no mistake. And democracy, let me tell you something. That is the biggest ruse. Come on now. We are not in a democracy. We are in a republic. We are represented by people that we vote in that should vote the collective will of the people that they represent. But how, how much, you know what this world system runs on? The Bible tells us. If you just read your Bible, you'd be okay. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Listen, how does a bill get passed? How does science get made? Oh, come on now. All right? The whole world lies in the power of the wicked one. Amen? God, give them a hand. They were so handsome up there. Thank you, my brother. God is good. So let's go to our text. I got so much to cover here. We've got to talk about basically conspiracy. Is there things going on? That people are plotting and planning. That if you call them out on it. Or you put it out on Facebook. 
I believe so-and-so is doing this. And then you get called a conspiracy theorist. You get flagged. Or you get put in Facebook jail. I've got some offenders in this house. I know. I know I do. They'll take your YouTube channel. They'll, they'll uh, demonetize you. They will do anything if you begin to talk about certain buzzwords. And in fact, if you noticed in social media where people are trying to give you the truth, they're not saying certain words. And it's because of the computer algorithm that catches the words and then causes infractions to pile up until they kick you off the site. So that's, uh, that's the true threat of democracy is the fact that you're not able to have free speech. Amen? And so they want to take away your liberties. Now notice what uh, Psalm chapter 2, verse number 1, it says, Why do the nations rage? Amen? Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves... And the rulers take counsel, that's also another word for conspire, take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Everybody say laugh. It is important that we understand when we are talking about these things is that we do not take on the weight of the world. That we do not get depressed or overly, you know, uh, overwhelmed by what's going on. It's real easy for you to sit and to listen over and over about what's going on in the world and get easily overwhelmed. It can also bring fear into your life. And fear is not of God. The love of God casts out all fear. Amen? And so we've got to understand that God has not given you the spirit or a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And I'm telling you, if you're going to reign in the system of the beast, you need to understand your power. You need to understand the power of love. And you need to understand that you have been given a sound mind, the mind of Christ, to be able to traverse in these situations. And so when you get overwhelmed with these things, you need to realize that all the plots and all the planning and all the conspiracy that's being done in the world, God sits in the heavens and he laughs at it. So what should be our posture? What should be the way we see it? We should laugh as well. And know that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us we shall condemn. For my righteousness is of God. Praise God. Amen. We've got to understand that. And what do they want to do? They want to burst the bonds of what God is trying to bring into the earth. They're coming against all of his structure, all of his authority that he's put within the earth. And they want to change it and alter it. God deemed it that one man and one woman constitute a marriage. But they want to break their bonds and say, no, I can marry a same-sex partner. But that's against the flow of God. That's against very form of nature, but yet they want to burst the bonds. 
God designated male and female, but yet we have people that want to burst the bonds and say, no, I was born a male, but I'm really a female. Trying to go into women's restrooms and women's showers saying that I identify. They're trying to burst the bonds. Amen? They're trying to say no. And then we have a rise against authority in the nations of the world. Now listen, there has been bad abuses by authority. And that's also part of the devil's plan. But we need to understand that there are authority structures ordained by God that if you break them, you're breaking yourself. And part of it is the home. Come on now, it's the home. Daddy has been under attack for 50 years. We are bursting away the bonds of the patriarchy. You've heard that. But guess what? Soon they're going to want to burst the bonds of the matriarchy. Because it just keeps digressing. Listen, we are not an evolving species. We are not going to higher levels of enlightenment. We're devolving. We're devolving into animals to where we just go by our base desires and our appetites. Hello. Listen, we, 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 the greatest cover-up of history is the cover-up of history. See, we, we, we don't use the Bible as a history anymore. We think it's mythology. It's not mythology. Amen? Adam was not a caveman. He was not a Cro-Magnum man. Hello? He had the mind of God. He was able to name all of the animals. He was intelligent and knew what the occultists call the seven sacred sciences. Now, when he came out of the Garden of Eden in disobedience, the seven sacred sciences began to be dispersed between Cain and the line of Seth. Cain twisted those sciences. His son Enoch is responsible for a lot of the occultic ideas that we have in our culture today. He's known as evil Enoch. Now there's another Enoch, which is in the line of Seth, which is very important to our life. And we need to understand that there's always a duality that's going on in the earth today. And we see it in our nation as we see first the people, the, the pilgrims that came over, you know, on Plymouth Rock. And how they had a desire to bring about the New Jerusalem. That's what they wanted to call this place, the New Jerusalem. And in fact, they wanted Hebrew to be the language of this new nation. That is the original stream that God wanted to bring into this nation. But then another stream came in. Another stream that came in Jamestown. And it was the occultic and secret societies. 
As they came in and they infiltrated certain uh, segments of the communities and the governments, they began to infuse certain ideologies that looked like they were similar to Christian ideals and thoughts. But yet they were tainted poison. And so now we're having a battle of two visions. The vision of what the original founding fathers desired for America to be. And the founding of secret societies that want the United States to become not the most powerful nation in the world because of our status with God. But to become a third world country in a global government. And that's what they desire. That's the reason why the border is open. That's the reason why the dollar is crashing. That's the reason why the family is being destroyed. And that's the reason why they will inevitably come for the church. But guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Come on now. He that sits in the heavens laughs. God is going to take care of his church. God's going to take care of you. God's going to cause you to overcome. And they overcame him. With the blood of the lamb. And the word of their testimony. But here's the next one. And they love not their lives until the death. Hello. Okay. All right. Really fun. Now my first clip that I'm going to show you here is from our good friend, Yuri Harari, Noah Harari. You heard from him the last time we were together. He is basically one of the front brain trust for the WEF and believes that humanity is evolving into a higher state. Now, I want you to listen to what he's saying here and take note of it. Because now there seems to be a disparity as they have tried to disintegrate the middle class of people. So now you have elitists at the top and everybody else on the bottom. And there's no power in the middle because the the working class or the middle class is being obliterated. And they chose to obliterate that by using... Now listen, don't get mad at me, please. All right? Okay? Bob is not here, but he will gladly take your emails in the Philippines. Okay? All right. Don't get mad at me. When COVID hit, it hit pretty hard around late February, early March of 2020. We'd been hearing whisperings of it. Pastors had been hearing about it way back in November of that previous year. And it began to build and build and build. And then all of a sudden, March came in. And then I got a call from a pastor friend of mine and said, listen, they're fixing to declare martial law. And that's what they were fixing to do. They were fixing to declare martial law. I didn't know what that that would mean. 
I mean, I'm fretting and I'm thinking, what does this mean for our community and for our church and for what's going on? Because it was, it was looking pretty bad, okay? And I remember, I remember that uh, um, I was praying and I, I went out in my backyard and I said, Lord, I, I, got, I got to know and started, started praying in the spirit. And I prayed in the spirit for quite some time. And the Lord told me, now this is what he said. Now, don't, don't be upset. with People got upset with me when I said this. Because I said it early on and people thought I was crazy. He did not say that the virus was false. He did not say that. But what he told me was, it's a hoax. That's what he told me. He said, it's a hoax. He said, it's a means to test the lines of power. That's what he told me. Now, this was way before we know what we know now. Hello. Everybody was just embracing and hugging Dr. Fauci and, oh, he's the savior. He's Mr. Science and stuff like that. Now we realize that he was just someone that was filling his pockets. Hello. He said, it's a hoax. He said, they're testing the lines of control, and they're going to use things to see where they're at in their ability to control the masses. But they didn't factor on the church being here. Now, now, guys, oh, come on now. They didn't factor on that. But see, the church up to that point, 20 years, was all about consumer church. We were all about Church Inc. and having the best programs and having the best music and having the best lights and having the best stuff. We weren't ready. And it took some time for the church to begin to rise up and say, you know what, this is a little suspicious. This is a little weird. I, I, I actually started praying again and God's telling me some things that are different. I actually opened my Bible and he's starting to talk to me. Come on now. And we got woke up. And we got rattled and we got shaken. Amen. He said it's a hoax. Not the virus. People died from the virus. The virus was deadly. Come on now. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is their response to it and the magnitude of their way of dealing with it was a means of testing the lines. Amen? So this is Harari. Okay, this is Noah Harari. And he basically begins to talk about people that there are useless people. Hello. This is, this is what they think. In fact, it's language that's been used throughout history. Hitler used this language. He called them useless feeders. He said all they do is consume air and eat. That's what they think of majority of the human race. So let's watch this clip here. In the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff, like textiles and shoes and weapons and and vehicles. 
And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. The problem is more uh, boredom, and how, what to do with them, and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. So we may be facing, in the 21st century, a completely new kind of inequality, which we have never seen before in human history. On the one hand, the emergence of a new upgraded elite of superhumans enhanced by bioengineering and brain-computer interfaces and things like that. And on the other hand, a new massive useless class, a class that has no military or economic usefulness, and therefore also no political power. In the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century... Did you get that? See, they wow you with their intellectual talk. But he's basically saying that there's going to be two classifications of people... There's going to be human 2.0. That's what they call it, human 2.0, which is an empowered super elite. Did you hear him say that? An empowered super elite with a useless classification of people that are going to be used as slaves. That's what he's saying. Come on now. <laughs> okay. And he says, how will these people find meaning in their life? He says, my recommendation is it would be drugs and video games. That's going on right now. Come on. Come on now. Are we okay? All right. Okay. I know. It gets worse. It gets worse. Is there a conspiracy? Okay. Well, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see what the uh, Agenda 2030 is all about here. Agenda 2030. Let's look at that. Okay, so this is Agenda 2030. This is less than seven years away. This is the objective, which is a one-world government, a one-world, let me come over here and see, a one-world cashless currency. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit later. A one-world central bank, a one-world military, the end of national sovereignty. Okay, they don't want, that's the reason why they hated the slogan, uh, Make America Great. 
or make America great again. They hated that slogan and they reintroduced it as build back better. Two different ideologies. One builds on the foundation of the founding fathers. The other breaks down everything and builds back better. Okay, and we're going to see what their agenda is here in just a moment. Okay, so it says the end of all privately owned property. You will own nothing and be happy. That's, what, that's one of their catchphrases, okay? Uh, the end of the family unit. We're seeing that already disintegrate right before our eyes. Okay, the end of the family unit. Uh, depopulation, control of population growth and popu- uh, population density. Mandatory multiple vaccines. Universal basic income. That means that you're going to get a stipend. Okay? That was something that destroyed the Roman Empire and the, the Greek Empire, all of the various empires, is the dole, the stipend, okay? <clears throat> Where the government begins to become your source. Universal basic income, microchip society for purchasing, travel, tracking, and controlling. Now notice this, this isn't the Bible. But yet, all of this was prophesied in the 13th chapter of Revelation. It's all there. Come on now. All right? Implementation of a world social credit system. China already has this in place. In fact, you can't begin to get a loan or travel or have some of your civil liberties if you don't have a certain social credit score. That means that... They judge you on what you buy, your habits, how long you play video games, how long you do this, how much you drink. And if you talk bad against the government on social media, your credit score goes down. And the whole social aspect of your life is totally controlled by the state. All right? Okay? It says trillions of appliances hooked into 5G monitoring system. This is already happening. Did you know that your washer and your uh, oven talk to one another? Come on. They tell you, you, your refrigerator, they all have computer chips in them. And there's AI. Your television's been spying on you for years. If you've got a smart TV, you know, those things can be turned on to look the other way. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Okay. All right. I see what you're doing here. This is happening. I know you think that you're just above all this and technology is good. And, you know, I love technology. I have an iPhone. But guess what? That thing's tracking me right now. (laughs) All right. Okay. Government raise children. Government-owned and controlled schools, colleges, and universities. The end of private transportation. Owning a car, out of the question. Even electric. Okay, all right. All businesses owned by government and corporations. This happened during COVID. Did you know that? Because if you had a small business during COVID and you didn't have Jesus and you weren't Hello? It was meant 
to empower Walmart. It was meant to empower Amazon. It was meant to close all the small guys down so that all of us would be funneled into. And that's the reason why they wanted to close churches and close mom and pop's, you know, little store. But they wanted to keep the weed store open. They wanted to keep the liquor store open. And you know what? Listen, that coronavirus, it would hide and it would see whether you're going to church or Walmart. And if you were going to church, it was going to get you. But if you were going to Walmart, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. It's all right. I ain't going to bother with you. All right. Okay. The restriction of non-essential air travel. Human beings concentrated into human settlement zones. These are called smart cities. They're already building them. <coughs> they are able to handle millions of people, and you all live in stacked apartments just like in China. These units have AI built in them. So they control the climate, so you're not going to be able to turn that air down or turn that air up. It's going to be the climate they want, and if you use too much energy, they'll shut you off. You want to know why they want to get electric cars? Because they can control and regulate the power supply. See, gas is hard to regulate because it's convenient power. It's convenient energy. They want to shut that down because they can control the power grid. They can't control these things. Okay, all right. Are we okay? Pat your neighbor on the back and say, it's okay. Jesus loves me. Okay. The end of irrigation. The end of private farms and grazing livestock. That's already happening. That's already happening in Europe. The WEF tried to get people and, and, and buy, and that's the reason why Bill Gates is buying all the farmland up in the United States. He needs to be stopped. Now, I'm not telling you that we're going to stop him. We're going to stop him with, on our knees. We're going to stop the spirit behind him. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality. We can pray. I said we can pray. We can stop this junk. Why? 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 What's the precedent? Doesn't the Bible say this is going to happen anyway? The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We are here on this earth to impede this so that lives can be saved. Okay, the end of single family homes, restricted land use that serves human needs, the ban of natural non-synthetic drugs and neutropathic medicines. That means you're not going to be able to go to your GNC anymore and get that uh, horny goat weed. (laughs) You're going to get synthesized stuff that they want you to have because they're interested. Listen, I know this is hard for you to believe, but they're interested in killing you. That's why they put the stuff in the meat. That's why they got you drinking nasty stuff with junk in it. Okay, all right. 
the end of fossil fuels. 2030, guys. 2030. Okay, how do they get there? How do they build back better? Well, let's go back to the 60s. Let's go back to Saul Alinsky. How many know who Saul Alinsky is? Okay, five of you know who Saul Alinsky is. Saul Alinsky was a uh, thinker. He was a, a socialist. Uh, he taught in university. Um, he was a major communist and Marxist who helped establish the tactics of infiltration that have been implemented in the U.S. government over the last 20 years that we have seen. Hillary Clinton was one of his disciples. President Obama was one of his disciples. Saul Alinsky wrote two books in the 60s called, um, oh my goodness, what, what it, I've got so much stuff going on in my mind, but it, it talks about Reveille for Rebels, and it's about rebelling against the system. They will break the bonds. Why do the nations rage? Well, it's because of ideologies like this, okay? So these are the ideologies. Now, Saul Alinsky believed that government could be taken down from the outside. And that was where he made a mistake. It was Hillary Clinton who actually brought in the idea that his principles could be used inside to bring about destruction. Okay? All right? This is all documented. Look me up. I'm not talking just to talk here. I'm telling you. Okay? It says, power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. Now listen, every one of these found their root in Genesis 3. This is exactly how the enemy breaks down people. Okay? Power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. What does the devil rely on? He's powerless. Jesus has stripped Amen. him. But he's convinced you he has power. Amen? Never go outside the expertise of your people. Stay restrained. Stay in your talking points, in your lane. It says, uh, whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the enemy. That means use what they know against them and use what they do not know against them. Tactic of the devil. Wouldn't you say that's kind of devilish? Okay. Are you okay out there? Is everybody all right? Do I need to come over here? I'll come over here. Uh, not getting good response over there. Let's, let's see what we got here. Okay. Now here's one that, that, that the devil does. Make the, uh, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. So that, what that means is, have you ever had anybody say this when, they, when you're not going to do what they want to do? They say, well, I thought you were a Christian. That's that tactic right there. I thought you believed in the Bible. Hello. Okay. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. Okay. So what happens is they begin to ridicule you. I remember back in, gosh, this had to be 2005 or, no, it was 2008. It was when we began to see the shift in the cultural norms as far as sexuality was concerned. Okay, we began to see the shift. 
And I remember uh, there was a, a sitcom coming out called The New Normal. Do you remember that? And it basically it was a propaganda piece for LGBTQ, and it was going to be in there. And I wrote a little tweet. I thought I was so clever, you know, 21 words. And I said, the new normal cannot become the normal. And I'm telling you, I never had anybody comment on my Twitter. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. I mean, it was crickets and tumbleweeds. All of a sudden, bing, they just start attacking me. And the first thing they ask is they always ask, like, what do you mean by this? That's what the devil does. Well, what do you mean by this? And I said, and, and, and what's your basis for thinking that this is accurate and true? And I said, well, history. Because every major empire fell and licentiousness sexually was one of its And then another one, you know, said something, another, and I answered them the best that I could until finally they couldn't refute my answers, and this is what they do. And this is what the devil does. You're ugly. (laughs) That's all they got. Because ridicule... You're a racist. You're a homophobe. You're xenophobic. Ridicule. A good tactic is one your people enjoy. And people enjoy tearing down other people. A tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag. Well, that's, you know, so they, they, they do things very quickly. Keep the pressure on, never let up. Okay, the threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. Okay? If you push a negative hard enough, it will push through and become a positive. The price of a successful attack is a constructive alternative. This is the Hegelian dialect. Remember I taught you about that? We're probably going to see a video on it here in just a minute. All right? But you've got to understand the tactics of the enemy. If you're going to reign in the system of the beast, you've got to know your enemy. You've got to know how he works. Okay? The Hegelian dialect, which we'll watch. uh, It says, pick the target. Notice this. Freeze it. Personalize it. Demonize it. And polarize it. Listen to that language. You take what's bothering you or what you don't like or a person you don't like. You freeze them in time by bringing up an allegation or a threat. You freeze them and then you personalize them. You make it personal to the mass public. He's a threat. This isn't right. And then you polarize it. That means you create a division. See, the devil uses division. 
And he'll use division between Republican and Democrat. He does not care. He will use that division. Okay? So let's watch this clip, this next clip, on the Hegelian diet. Are we okay? Are you learning anything here? All right, let's watch this clip here. Will not scare the American. White House Chief of Staff Rahm Emanuel recently remarked, "You never want to let a serious crisis go to waste." And what I, what I mean by that is an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. In a nutshell, Emanuel described a philosophy advanced by one of the fathers of the Enlightenment, George Hegel. Students of Hegel labeled his three-part theory the Hegelian dialectic. Students of Karl Marx call it management by crisis, and it was adopted as a centerpiece of communism. Under Hegel's theory, one type of government or society gives rise to another that is the opposite of this type of government or society. The results in, this results in conflict between the two types. He called it the thesis and antithesis, since they are opposites. After thesis and antithesis, ideas battle each other for an extended time without either side winning. Both sides become ready for change. This change, or synthesis, is then brought about by the creation of a third type of government or society. Broken down into its component steps, here's how Hegel's principle works. Step one, create a problem or conflict. Practitioners will either identify a potential problem or create one out of thin air, then exaggerate it beyond its actual importance. Step two, publicize the problem and create opposition to it. The left in America has a tailor-made apparatus for publicizing the problem and creating opposition among the population the mainstream media, by constantly covering the problem from the administration's desired slant, the media makes the conflict a foregone conclusion. Eventually, the public begins to clamor for a solution to this problem. But very few dare to question or oppose anything because of the crisis. Step three, offer a solution. Of course, in today's America, with its soundbite mentality, the simpler the solution, the better. And there's no need for it to be logical. The best uh, ones are those that appeal to the emotions and make the public feel that something really good is being done for them, when in reality, something really bad is being done to them. Especially when it's a solution no one knew we needed before the conditioning process of the step two. It's like we've entered a surreal world. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prove the conspiracies going on. Are you getting that? Or are, you, are you getting that? Okay, all right. Okay, let's look at this. Just got a few more minutes. This is also from Saul Alinsky, and I'm going to read it to you. But it's basically, uh, are we playing right into their hands? And this was a periodical that was years ago. This was before this happened. This is probably around 2015, 2016. And it talks about Saul Alinsky died at 43, uh, 43 years ago. 
His writings influenced those in political control of our nation today. He died in 72. Um, he was uh, in, um, a, basically a, um, a teacher in Chicago, uh, Chicago University there. And notice how it says how to create a social state by Saul Alinsky. Now notice and see if you can identify these patterns, okay? All right, number one. It says, there are eight levels of control that must be obtained before you are able to create a social state. The first is the most important, number one, health care. Now, what was the big push? Well, before that, we had the Clintons. Remember, they were pushing it as well, okay? It's because they're following this pattern. So if we control the health care, control health care, and you will control the people. Okay? Number two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them to live. This isn't me saying this, guys. It's... It's him. Okay, don't get upset with me. Debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you are able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. Gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you are able to create a police state. Okay? Welfare. Take control of every aspect of their lives. Food, housing, and income. Education. Take control of what people read and listen to. Take control of what children learn in school. Religion. Remove the belief in the God from the uh, belief in the God from the government and schools. Class warfare. This is big. Remember, Jesus said this in Luke 21 and in Matthew 24. He said, nation shall rise against nation. That word nation is the word ethnos in the Greek. It just means ethnic groups. It doesn't necessarily mean Ukraine and Russia. It means the fact that people groups within a nation can be at odds. And we are seeing baiting going on in our nation today. Socioeconomic baiting and also cultural baiting. So he goes on and says, divide the people into the wealthy and the poor. This will cause more discontent and it will be easier to take tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. Okay? Does any of this sound familiar to you? Does anything, you know, does any of this sound familiar over the last 10 years? It's exactly being played out in real time. Here's another quote. I'm going to go over here and read it to you because I know you can't read it. All right. Keep in mind, this was said 73 years ago. It is a quote from 1944 by Norman Matton Thomas. November 20th, 1884 to December 19th, 1968. He was a leading American sociologist, 
pacifist and six-time presidential candidate for the Socialist Party of America. The Socialist Party candidate for President of the United States, Norman Thomas, said this in 1944 in a speech. He said, the American people will never knowingly adopt socialism. But under the name of liberalism, they will adopt every fragment of the socialist program until one day America will be a socialist nation without knowing how it happened. He went on to say, I no longer need to run as a presidential candidate for the Socialist Party. The Democratic Party has adopted our platform. Hello. Okay, all right. Is this too much for you? <clears throat> the root causes of the fall of the Roman Empire. Is there, you know, we have to understand that the Bible does not teach that time is just linear. The Bible teaches that time is cyclical. So everything that we've seen has been done before. Over and over and over again. That's what the book of Ecclesiastes tells us. So here are the root causes for the fall of the Roman Empire. It says open borders. Corrupt politicians. Loss of common language. The welfare state. Violent entertainment. Decline of morality. Decline in fertility rate, which we're seeing happen right now. People are opting out of even having families. Amen? Listen, how many can testify that you need to have children while you're young? <laughs> but that, that's not the wisdom today. People are waiting till 35 because they think that they're going to go, you know, as Matt Foley said, get the world by the tail. Come on now. Hello. And put it in their pocket. The greatest reward you can have is raising kids. Amen. Amen. All right. Rise in pedophilia. Anything like that going on? Okay. Unchecked debauchery. Class warfare. Unbearable taxation. Outsourcing. Trade deficits. Exploding debt, money devaluation, military cuts, terrorist attacks. Okay? All right? Is this you getting enough? Okay, all right. Notice what uh, David Rockefeller said. He said, we are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nation will accept the new world order. Well, guess what? They're planning crises even as we speak. This is what we call the WEF, which has been adopted by the United Nations. This has been adopted by the United Nations and is Project 2030 or Agenda 2030. 17... Sustainable Development Goals. 
Now, on the surface, they look good. Just like that fruit looked good on the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was pleasing to the eye and had the ability to make one wise. And people will see this and they'll say, well, what's the problem here? What is the issue here? These look like good things. These look like things that will really help us. Any, now get this straight. If we're Bible believers, are we Bible believers here? Let me get this straight. Any agenda that is irrespective of the Lordship of Christ is an antichrist agenda. Right now, they are scaring you with climate change. I guess there was a time when summer wasn't hot. (laughs) You know, you get 98, it's global warming. Well, I I mean, I had summers when I was a kid where it was over 100 for, for for a month. There's always hurricane season. There's always tornado season. The earth is groaning and travailing, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen? That's what the Bible teaches. But here we have no no poverty. Well, that's wonderful, you know. No poverty. Okay? All right? Well, basically no poverty is going to be done by making everyone equal. Broke. See, they want to flatline everything. See, God set up structures. He set up authority structures. He set up hierarchy as he tried to, you know, swim around. He set up hierarchy. It's God's hierarchy. We may not always approve of who's in the boxes, but we can't fight against the boxes. Because the structure was developed by God. You understand what I'm saying? But poverty wants to flatline everything. Defund the police. Flatline everybody. We'll, we'll initiate our own justice. You don't want that. Let me tell you something about democracy. There was a wise man that said, Democracy is two wolves and a lamb deciding what's going to be for dinner. Democracy means the people rule. Personal individuals can be very smart. Groups of people are not. Hello? Okay. All right. You like that one? Scud missile. All right. Okay. Zero hunger. How's this going to be brought about? They want to get rid of our cows. They don't want you eating high-protein stuff. They want you eating a bunch of plants and plant-based, and they want you to eat bugs. This is on their agenda. And listen, if you look it up, it gets even worse. There is calls for cannibalism. This is going on at Davos, Switzerland. These are the elites dressed up in ties, flying in Learjets, in 
talking about eating babies. Look it up. We got too many babies. Let's turn them over and let's make meat out of them. This is a discussion going on with some of the most articulate and educated people in the world. But the Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And instead of worshiping the Creator, they worshiped the created. Come on now. Good health and well-being. Unless it's not, and then you're on a death panel. Because you're useless. People in wheelchairs are useless. People have to be packed away. Guess what happens? What did Hitler do with them? Hitler packed them up in in vans and killed them. Okay. All right. I'm telling you, this is not the fourth industrial revolution. This is the fourth Reich. Okay. How are they going to get this done? All right. Okay. Are you okay? Are we all right? Okay. Quality education. Well, uh, quality might be a little stretch. But anyway, there, there is education. But they're going to funnel in things like critical race theory. They're going to teach half-truths when it comes to history. They're going to use their means to discredit true knowledge. Okay? Because government, our science, is funded by money. That's the reason why the food pyramid is so messed up. It's because uh, food developers are paying scientists to say that this has certain nutrition in it that it does not have. And so used to the food pyramid, you know, it would say, you know, fruits and vegetables and meats and things of that nature. And now they got cocoa puffs in, in, the, in the food triangle. Hello. How did that insanity happen? This is part of a balanced breath breakfast. Yeah, but my sugar's at 500. Hello. All right, Uh, gender equality, okay? That's a big, big issue. And uh, basically, they they fund the fact that men and women should be paid equally and things of that nature. And I'm all for, you know, that. I'm I'm not against that at all. But how do you police that? Well, you give them a social credit score. Do you know why? Bud Light doubled down and really didn't do anything about apologizing for what went on is because they're worried about their social credit score. It's the reason why you don't get an apology. They, they could have said, man, we made a mistake. And people would say, <laughs> they'd get back to it. Come on now. We are a very forgiving people, are we not? I mean, you know, we've had celebrities mess up, sports stars mess up. Oh, I just love him. I just love him. At least he came clean. Well, they could have come clean, but they're not worried about you. They're worried about the WEF. 
They're worried about the United Nations. They're worried about their credit score because guess what? If their social credit score goes in the toilet, if they are not inclusive, if they are not, you know, have the equality, then they lose loans and ability and access for money. And that's the reason why. The love of money is the root of all evil. That's what the world system works on. All right, okay, let's get through this here. I'm not going to be able to do the rest of my videos. We'll do them next time. Clean water and sanitation. Well, who wouldn't want that? But guess what? The reason why Bill Gates is buying up land is not necessarily for farming. It's for water tables. He wants the water underneath the land. If he can get those rights, he can control the, one of the main things that humanity needs, which is drinking water. Hello. Okay. All right. Decent work and economic growth. That means we all have the same job, making the same pay, and we just own nothing and we're happy. In industry, innovation, and infrastructure. That means there industry, their innovation, and their infrastructure. Reduced inequalities. How are you going to police that? That means you're getting into mind crimes. Come on now. That means you're getting into people's minds and saying, you're, you, you're, you're a racist. You're the, how are you going to control that? Without massive surveillance. Okay? All right. Sustainable cities and communities. Those are those smart cities I told you about. They would like to take the whole group of you and move you into a controlled environment where you have a nice little apartment. They put a little stipend in your finances to where you feel like you're good. But guess what? They're going to control what you buy. They're going to control the temperature of your home. They're going to control what you cook. And if you cook too much of one thing and they don't like it, they can shut it off. There's going to be a time when you'll go to the, not you, because I believe we'll be gone. But you'll go and you'll, you'll, you'll want to buy a steak. And your debit card or your means of transaction won't let you do it. Because you've reached a certain level. This is already happening. China's already doing this stuff. And yet we're embracing China. Oh, China is, is the future. We've got an administration that is in the back pocket of China. And this is the stuff they want to bring about in our nation. We need to pray. Responsible consumption and production. That means, guess what? If you want to buy two two liters of Pepsi, you're only going to get one. They did this in New York City. Remember that? They wouldn't allow you to get your big gulp anymore in New York City. They only would allow you to have only a certain amount of the stuff that you liked. Hello? Climate action. Hmm. Now listen. I don't believe we should pollute the earth. I don't believe we should abuse the earth. But the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the Bible says, while the earth remains, 
seed time and harvest. There will be the changing of seasons. God has ordained that. Either we trust him or we don't. Do you think God is as, as detailed as he is? Does not have the ability to create something that can sustain the amount of people that are on here? In fact, most scientists will tell you that the earth can hold at least double or even triple the population that is currently on the earth right now. So don't tell me that. Listen. When Al Gore was born, there was the same amount of solar ice caps than there are today. He lied to you because he was in the back pocket of people that are trying to bring the new world order. They have to have a crisis. They have to have an apocalyptic scenario. Come on now. All right? Um, life below the water. Life on the land. Well, they're going to control all that. They're going to control your fishing. Now, that should make you mad around here. And they're going to control your hunting. Hello. Hello, they're going to control your hunting. Mm, that, that, that's fighting words. Amen? Now, how can they do this? Peace and justice and strong institutions. There's no way. No human being can do that. Come on, no human government can do that. Partnership for the goals. We go back to the Tower of Babel. Those are the building blocks. Amen? Amen? It's important... Well, it says affordable and clean energy. Electric, solar, wind. No fossil fuels. This is the agenda. The kings of the earth, they're conspiring together. Let us break off the bonds. Come on now, we're establishing this. We're going to go deeper. But we're establishing this. We've got to establish it. So to understand that in order to do this, you're going to have increased surveillance. In order to do this, your financial transactions are all going to be recorded and they're going to be transmitted through biometrics in your body. And thirdly, you're going to be controlled by a social credit score that's going to pitch you against your neighbor. This is what happens. Amen? I know this is a sad note to end, but I've got to end. We have to understand that there is a conspiracy going on. Can I read one scripture to give you hope? Okay, because I don't, I don't like leaving you this way. Guys are looking at me like, oh my gosh, steer in is ruined. <laughs> Let's go to Habakkuk. That's back where the pages of your Bible stick together, amen. Habakkuk chapter 1. I'm going to give you some hope. 
because there is hope in Christ. Amen? He that sits in the heavens laughs. So we just look at it and we laugh. We know who controls our future. We know he's going to take care of us. Amen? Habakkuk was a prophet that was going through the same things that we were going through in his nation. And he cried out many of the prayers that you and I are crying out today. He says in verse number two, he says, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? You know, sometimes there are believers that believe that. You know, there were times when I saw certain things that were coming on, you know, in our nation. And I just thought, where are you? Where are you in this? Because I've prayed, I believe God, I believe in you and you're letting this go. But here's a principle you've got to understand. I'm getting ahead of myself because I've run out of time. But listen, here's a principle that you need to understand about God. God always uses the enemy to destroy the enemy. He likes to stretch it out. Haman's gallows is a great example of that. The gallows were built. The gallows were ready. But the Jews didn't hang on the gallows. Haman and his insurrectionists, the ones that commit, did the plot, they hung. And we're going to see that happen. We're seeing that happen. We're seeing that happen. But notice he says, Oh, or, or cry to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me so uh, see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? See, he's accusing God. Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed. And justice never goes forth. How many know what I'm talking about? For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. But notice what God says. Look among the nations and see wonder and be astounded. This is God's idea. This is what God's saying to you. He's not, he's not telling you to look at their problem and look at the injustice and look at what's going on. He says, look around the nations. Don't limit your scope to your particular sphere of influence. He says, look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you will not believe it if you were told. Is he the God that is same yesterday, today, and forever? Well, guess what? He is going to do it. He has a plan. We must trust him, but we must also partner with him. And what does he go on and tell Habakkuk? He says, I'm raising up the Chaldeans. I'm raising up an army and they're going to take these people out because God uses the enemy to destroy the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And that's the reason why you're seeing people that were allies in the previous season turning on one another. That's the reason why you've got people that are broadcasting the secrets that have been held in check in a previous season. And now they're whistleblowing. Now they're calling for blood. Now they're calling for righteousness. Now they're calling for justice. Why is that? Because God turns it around. He uses the wicked 
to bring down the wicked. Hallelujah. He teaches that in the book of Proverbs. He says those that wait in life for blood, they'll be waiting for their own. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't despair. Be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world, Jesus said. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. You believe that? Amen. Oh, we got a lot of fun. Is this okay? Are we doing okay? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, or you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you need to be healed in your body or delivered in some way, or you just simply need prayer over a situation in your life, we're going to have ministers that are going to be up here at the close of service. They'll be ready to assist you in any way possible. We also have altars where you can do personal business with the Lord, which I believe is top shelf. I believe that's what you need to do. Amen. But if you need assistance, they're going to be there. Amen. Look forward to seeing you next week. Be sure and invite people. Let's pack this thing out in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're dismissed.